Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. Good morning. Uh, I am recording this on Wednesday morning. She had a little bit of a recovery day on Monday, which is usually the day I record. And then I leave myself Tuesday in case I can't get my shit together on Monday. Uh, And then you see Tuesday, I was just an absolute menace to society. And You know, it was funny because what happened was I did this TikTok on Tuesday morning and I was like, I've been doing TikToks basically while I'm getting ready in the morning, just talking about different things. I'll talk about dating. I'll talk about, you know, mental health, where I'm at, blah, blah, blah. So I did one yesterday where I was like, I'm just really trying to bring my like good vacation energy into my day. And let me tell you, I did not. I absolutely did not. However, here's kind of my feelings on it. Um, I'm kind of historically a little bit of a shit disturber in meetings. And that's not to say that if you're listening to this, you don't want to hire me. It's not that I'm like disturbing. It's just that if I have opinions, I'm going to share them. I apparently get that from my dad. Um, You know, I've heard from the streets from him himself. Uh, So, you know, it's more like if I think something's up, I'm going to say something like I'm going to give my opinion. And I think historically it's what people have liked about working with me. I mean, I'm sure it's annoying. However, there isn't anything more frustrating than, you know, giving a presentation and being like, what's your opinions? And people saying nothing because you're just like, merp. Okay, so, uh, you know, (laughs) and sometimes most of the time, if I'm not giving an opinion, sometimes I genuinely don't have one, which is all good. But other times it's that I am just so, you know, frustrated or feel that I don't have a voice at my job that I just don't have one. However, I like to challenge that most of the time because I'm like, I feel like I don't have a voice, so I'm just going to give myself one, right? So yesterday, you know, it was a lot of me like giving my motherfucking opinion And I don't really talk a lot about work here on the podcast, obviously. Uh, And I don't think this is anything bad. And mostly I don't talk about work on the podcast because I get afraid I'm going to say something that's going to like get me fired or something, which I don't feel like this is. This was just me kind of talking about, I think, the importance of sharing your opinions in meetings. And yeah, they might not be like wildly accepted. But for me, I'd rather tell somebody how I feel and they don't do it than to not say anything at all and then complain about what happened. Right. Because it's kind of one of those things where it's like you can't really complain if you didn't say anything. So yesterday I just made my opinions known and it was kind of nice. It was like, damn, Ashley's back. I can't help it. It's fall. It's fall. And I have not been acting in my full fall potential. And so she needed to snap her ass right back into that yesterday. And then but well, what happened was obviously I had to calm down at some point, right? Like then you've got all this hype in your soul and you're like, yeah, I'm ready. But then you're like, wait, 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 this might be a little bit too much hate fire energy and I am exhausted. So luckily I had a project, you know, um, I have become a Bobo K aficionado. You know, I think at this point, 
I probably made like six Bobo K's, which if you consider the fact that I've been in 11 weddings, it's actually not like wildly impressive. However, that 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 number might be off a little bit. I'll have to like go back and look. I actually as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, it's got to be way more than that because I'm pretty sure I made my sister like two, you know, because she had like two weddings uh, for COVID reasons, not for, you know, other reasons. Uh, no judgment, but I'm just saying like, I feel like I have to back that up a little bit. So uh, my girl, Lindsay, friend of the podcast, loyal listener, is getting married on Friday and I'm super excited. Uh, so I when I was at her shower, um, I was like, oh, I'll make the bobo cake because like, you know, your girl loves it. So it was really nice to have something to do project wise. So I just wanted to share that also from like an anxiety or like depression standpoint, like doing like little crafts or things can be like really helpful. And so I just also had to recommend, you know, and it's a, I think it's a goddamn good looking Bobo. Okay. And I'm excited. I'll drop it off this afternoon. And then, um, you know, I get to wedding it up and I bought the cutest dress for this wedding. I'm hoping it like looks as good. Cause you know, your girl went to Disney this week. So the body's not looking the same as it was looking last week. And I'm hoping the body, the, the dress still looks snatched, you know? If not, I brought a couple backups, but it's so cute. It's like a green velvet. Actually, this girl that I don't talk to anymore wore this dress to um, a wedding that I was at. And I mean, she's like a skinny fucking bitch, right? So it looked fabulous on her. But I had seen it before that. And I was like, oh, I really want that dress. And then I saw it on, you know, my site that I shop on for cheap. And I was like, I'm getting that fucking dress. I'm, I got to see how it looks on. And it was just amazing. A nice velvet, a nice like emerald green velvet dress for a fall wedding. Oh, a chef's, a chef's motherfucking kiss. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what shoes to wear. Uh, I don't know if I can do heels yet. So I brought a pair of my very small, small heels. And then I brought some flats. I don't think the dress would look good in this with the sandals I have, but I think I can get away with it with some flats. So, yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried and I feel like, you know, it's hard to risk. I think I might try to walk around with them when I'm working from home on Thursday and see what happens. But, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, you don't want to be the bitch that like falls on their heels and, you know, gets hurt during a wedding. Also, because I was the bitch who missed the bachelorette party for like being in the hospital, you know, it's like, let's not continue that narrative. Like we just don't, we don't need it. We don't need it. So I had an amazing week and weekend last week. I, uh, it was a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, it was, I mean, it was stressful at work, but my social life was just popping. So first of all, I went to see my chemical romance on Friday. Like where are my emo kids at? Where are my, I'm not okay's my long ago's my, you know, I was saying long ago from Helena, by the way, in case you're like, they don't have a song called that. Um, it, it, it was incredible. Basically what happened, friend of the podcast, bride of 2022, I was like, what year are we in? Um, Jenna had an extra ticket to My Chemical Romance because unfortunately Sergio was out of town for um, work. And so, you know, I had to step in. She always steps in. Uh, when when my dates are not around. So I was very happy to get to do the same, you know. Luckily for her, she wasn't getting dumped, you know, and had to get a new date. But, uh, you know, it was just a simple, simple out of town for work situation. And I felt bad for him because it was a 
damn good concert, but I like wanted to go. My Chemical Romance was my fucking shit back in the day, as it was with most people. This is like not a surprising thing. I was such a fucking little emo kid, like a little happy emo kid. Like didn't know what to do with that energy. You know, I remember that I had it and I can't remember if I tell the story before on the podcast, but like for my eighth grade promotion, we took like this group photo uh, and I I was in it, right? Obviously, it's a group photo, Ashley. Hello. They understood that. And I cropped myself out of it, turned it black and white and said, I I used to look so happy in black font. And that was my MySpace profile photo. Like what a s- absolute psychopath, right? Like what was she so sad about? I mean, I, whatever, girl, you, you do you. But it's like, I look so happy in eighth grade as I'm a freshman in high school. Like, what's more embarrassing than having a picture of you from eighth grade promotion as your profile picture on your MySpace page in high school? And speaking of MySpace, one of my favorite parts of the concert was when Jenna turned to me and was like, this was your MySpace song. First of all, the loyalty that she knew my MySpace song all these years later and the fact that my MySpace song was my chemical romance is just very telling as to who I was and what I was thinking back in the day. She was an absolute uh, emo, emo kid. It was it was just so fab. And then, you know, so that was Wednesday night and then Thursday worked and Friday I was off until Monday and I drove down to L.A. and she made it this time. Shout out to a friend of the podcast, Jordan, who also said that I should name this podcast the L.A. Redemption um, because I actually made it the whole trip. Uh, It was not as unbelievably unhinged as my L.A. trip um, from last year. And I appreciated that. Uh, You know, it was so much fun, though. So I drove down Friday, went to go see my aunts. We had a great time catching up. And then I drove over to Jasmine's. We woke up early in the morning and went to Disney. We were those people. We got there at 8 a.m. It was wild. I le- I'm a morning bitch, though. We all know that, obviously. I'm up at 5 this morning recording the podcast. But I'm a morning bitch. I, if, if there's an event, especially, like, I will get up for it. I already like mornings, but, like, if you're telling me there's going to be something exciting at the end of this morning rainbow... I will get my ass up. Uh, Like I said, I'm also the first person to get up to leave a bachelorette party. Like I'll take the 6 a.m. flight like peace. I want my I want my whole day, which is kind of how I felt Disney. I also know that I don't last very long. So, you know, I'm like, all right, I got to I got to stick this shit out. And like, let's go early when I have more energy, because I just by the end of the day, my energy is is depleted. So we go to Disney. It was amazing. We started Disneyland, you know, and uh, I got a churro. Amazing. They had a pistachio cherry churro with like black pepper, ghost pepper dipping sauce. It was wild. I didn't try it. Uh, I and, and what I was confused about was I thought it was a pistachio and cherry churro like together. It was two churros with those flavorings and then this ghost pepper sauce and you know, I just I it didn't seem appealing to me. I know that Disney does a lot of like kind of wild food things. This just seemed like an absolute no. Uh, but Eli and George tried it. I don't think they liked it that much, but it was, you know, it was important to try. And I was like so thrilled to just be there and, uh, you know, go on the rides and everything. But I'm skipping a very important part of the morning, obviously. So the first thing that we did is go to the uh, Star Wars cantina to get a drink. 
And it's like 8 a.m. Like we got in there at 9, right? And my we brought my cousin Morgan along, who is 23 years old, right? And like for reference, the rest of us are pushing 30 or already 30, right? So we like roll into the cantina at 9 a.m. And she's like, you guys aren't actually drinking, right? And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What do you mean? And she's like, well, it's it's nine in the morning. And I'm like, yes. And what what are you asking? And she's like, are you seriously getting a drink at nine in the morning? And I'm like, yes, bitch. What the fuck? You're 23. You're 23. Your people were made for this. Your people were absolutely made for this. I am like one tums away from a heart attack and I am sitting here enjoying my cocktail that's not a mimosa at nine in the morning. It's like, let a bitch live. Let a bitch absolutely live. I couldn't believe it. The judgment. So then we all get one drink and then I'm like, second round? And you know, everyone bitched out except for Eloy. We were like, no, we will do a round two. You only get two drinks and you like, I have a limit in this bar. It's the only place you can drink at Disney. I just was, sh- I was shocked to my core. I'm like, what do you mean with the judgment? over here. This is how you start the goddamn day. We're going to Disney full of youths, like screaming youths. You know what I mean? It's like, let, let a bitch be. So anyways, we get our drinks. It was so fun. (laughs) And then I got to ride the new rise of the resistance and I'm a star Wars bitch. So I was like super into this. It was very fun. It was a good time. And what I didn't like though, was that everybody else had wrote, it was like Morganized first time riding that ride. And they kept like looking over at me. So I kept in there like, oh, it's their first time. Like my own group of friends. So I'm calling my own group of friends out right now. Cause like, what the fuck? And they, it made me like anxious the whole time. Like something bad was going to happen, you know? And I didn't like that. I was like, just let me enjoy the goddamn ride. Stop watching my experience. Enjoy your own, everybody. But, <laughs> you know, it was fine. It ended up being, it, it, it was a very great ride. Uh, it was so cool to be on it. And then, you know, we rode Haunted Mansion, of course, because it's Halloween, a little Jack Skeleton hanging out. Uh, And then, you know, I was like, what else did we ride? Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, all the goddamn mountains. You know, no one ever wants to ride the teacups. And I always want to ride the teacups. So I always say it as like a joke to like catch vibes. I'm like, oh, the teacups. And everyone's like, ah. And I was like, what about the teacups? No one wants to ride the teacups. So, you know, it's fine. I get I get my teacups energy out on Mater's at California Adventure. And listen, I fuck with California Adventure. I don't know if it's just because you can drink there, but I always enjoy that park a little bit more. So we hopped over at one, had lunch, and then, you know, obviously did California Screaming or whatever, Pixar Incredicoaster, whatever the shit it's called now. I fucking love this ride. One time my sister and I went to a bachelorette party at Disneyland. And you know I've really done a thousand bachelorettes if I'm telling you I, I made it to one of the Disney ones. It was my first bachelorette party actually was at Disneyland. And so there's a little bit of drums. Not it's not it's not for the podcast, but there's a little bit of drums. And my sister and I decided, like, hey, we fucking paid to get into Disney. We're going to enjoy it. And I'm pretty sure we just rode what back then was California Screaming like six times in a row. We just kept riding it and getting off and then getting back in line. So I love this ride. The ride I don't love, however, is Tower Terror Guardians Death Drop, whatever that is. And I never ride it. And, And they always try. They always try. They're like, okay, come on, let's do it. We'll ride the Grizzly water ride with you, which I love. I fucking love that ride. 
But then you just get so wet and no one ever, everyone complains. And I'm like, okay, fine. I was like, I don't want to be the reason that you ride that ride because the rest of the day you're going to complain about being wet and they're going to be mad at me and I'm not interested in that, you know? So I didn't, I, I ended up, you know, obviously not riding that ride. And that's the time where all my friends go, cause we've been doing Disney together now, like a, for a couple years, because I always like to go in Halloween time. I never really been for Christmas. Jasmine and I popped in one time and she works there. So, you know, I could pop in um, during winter when I came down there. But I I still haven't really experienced Christmas there. But I I fuck with Halloween every year. Obviously, she's a fall girl. Uh, So anywho, (laughs) uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Oh, so I, you know, when they all go on their on the ride. I usually get myself another drink, do a walk around, get some more snacks. This time I got a soft serve ice cream cone because it's been a minute. And I just really wanted soft serve. It looked good from everyone else's. And, you know, I got to be honest with you all. It was delicious, but it's just like I wanted the Costco one. The Costco soft serve was unmatched. The vanilla chocolate swirl was just like that was an unmatched treat. And it's just so disappointing that they like took it away from us. For no fucking reason. Like, okay, the sales was bad. Yeah, right. Like, okay, maybe if you, maybe, maybe if my ex-boyfriend would have just let me keep his goddamn Costco card and didn't kick me off the account, maybe I could have saved it and had enough soft serves for us all. But no, no. So it was all right. I just didn't think it had the same delicious flavoring of the Costco version. And to say that Costco has something better than Disney is a bold move but they do. I don't know about the churro comparison, so I'm not even going to make it because I haven't had a, I had a Costco churro in the morning one time when I was dating Scotland. One of the dates, quotes, dates that we went on, I thought it would be really fun to go shopping at Costco and then have Costco dinner because I love Costco. And like I said, I was robbed of my account. So when somebody has one, I'm like, let's go. So we went to Costco and I just ate with my eyeballs and I think I got like a pizza and a churro but by the time I finished the pizza I couldn't get to the churro but the next morning my churro was still there so I like ate it for breakfast and even cold it was delicious and I know you're thinking that's so disgusting Ashley and I'm like take your judgment somewhere else because I I don't care I was living my absolute best Back to Disney, though. I did have one of their churros and it was so good and uh, it was really fun. I've never done this before was we were in Cars Land hanging. And we waited for them to like turn on the lights, which was so pretty. I love that. So if you haven't done that before, this time it happened around 630. I don't know if that's a regular thing, but it was super cute. I just love everything being lit up. I love all the spooky things. And it was just so great. And then we rode one more time. The Incredicoaster at nighttime, which is just a whole different experience. It was so fun. I literally had a blast. And, you know, it was creeping towards the end of the night. And I was like, I am not. I'm not one of those make it till the close of the park bitches anymore. So what I really did want to enjoy, which my cousin brought this up first. She was like, you know, what about the corn dog with the hot dog in the pickle? And I was like, I have been dying to try this shit since I've seen it. Cause I'm a pickle girl. I love pickles and I love corn dogs. Corn dogs are one of my favorite things in the world. Like I fuck with a corn dog, which is hard though, because they're not all created equal. It's like, I've gotten the corn dogs, like the frozen corn dogs from Trader Joe's with the turkey dog in them. And they're a good substitute, you know, but there's nothing like a fair corn dog. You know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. 
So delicious. So I've been wanting to try this as well. And they don't have them in the park anymore. They're in downtown Disney. So I was like, let's ride this ride, go to downtown Disney and then like dip out from there. So then we went down there, got the pickled corn dog. I have to say, and so they serve this with peanut butter in case you don't know, in case you're not a Disney blogger like I am. So what they're serving is it's a hot dog inside a pickle inside the corn. It's corn um, of a corn dog. And then you're supposed to dip it in peanut butter, which I did. I was like, no, I'm doing the whole fucking experience. Uh, so, by the way, when I say that, I'm worried about how my clothes are going to look. It's because, you know, churro, soft serve, pickle, corn, dog, you know, everything else, which no regrets, by the way. I'm not I'm not food shaming myself. Like, do you, boo? You're on on vacation. I'm just saying, I don't know how Snatch the Dress is going to look. So she might have to wear something a little bit more baggy. Uh, so anyways, uh, the, OK, so I tried it with the peanut butter and I have to say, It wasn't horrible somehow. And I know you're like, there's no fucking way. What it did was it enhanced the hot dog flavor for me somehow. I didn't continue to use it because I felt like I I didn't really need it. And it was delicious. But honestly, I felt like it took away from the flavor of all of it. Like, I don't think I would get it again because, you know, I was just like, then at some point I ate the hot dog and then the pickle and then the, you know, the corn uh, because it was it just like all fell apart and it was just like too much for your girl to handle. But it was absolutely delicious. And then the next day, obviously, we had to do brunch because we're bitches who brunch. So we go down. Uh, we have brunch. Um, uh, me, Eloy and my my friend Yesenia. And we had bottomless mimosas. And I was just such a happy girl. It's like vacation for me, if it does not include bottomless mimosas, it's like, what were you doing? What were you doing? If there's no brunch involved, I don't want it. So we had brunch. It was amazing. And then we went to this other bar, uh, sat outside, just enjoyed, had some, you know, they had some margaritas. I had some beers. And then I was like, do you guys just want to like go home and like hang? Because, you know, the thing is, it's like vacations are two things for me, you know, like. I try to visit friends, you know, I have a lot of friends who live in different areas and, you know, I want to do exciting things and like see the town, all this stuff. But I also just like want to see them, you know, and hang. So like we went back to their house, door dashed some Taco Bell, which, you know, after that weekend, chef's kiss, just hung out on the couch, you know, watched um, Real Housewives of Potomac, I can't even remember, was like just enjoy. It was it felt like because the three of us used to live together and that's kind of shit we used to do. You know, we we would do brunch or we do, you know, wine tasting, come home, just enjoy ourselves. Usually we had Jimmy who would like bring us all the food. That was one of the things like I know I shit on Jimmy a lot, but the one thing he was great for was that he always came through with the more alcohol and food deliveries and we appreciated it. Uh, you know, so it was just like a really, really good time. And we like went to bed at nine, which was perfect. So I had to get up at like 630. And so it was just it was just a nice way to hang, you know, no wildness. It was just a good ass time. And I'm so glad that I didn't have to get on a motherfucking airplane and go straight to the ER. My uh, my legs and ankles are like my knee has definitely been hurting a lot this week. I've been still trying to like walk and try to ice it in case you're like, how the fuck did you go walk around Disney? Not well. 
Not well. I did not do it easily. But we also sat a lot. I felt like this time more than other times we like sat and ate a bunch. And, you know, that was cool. My my cousin, by the way, she stuck around at the park by herself later because she is young and she can still hang. Us, not so much. And that, that's that's OK. You know, you know. <laughs> so anyways, uh, lots and lots and lots I had on my list to chat about might not get to everything but that's okay girl that's okay i wanted to um start with a celeb a couple celeb stories here uh which i thought were hilarious so first of all i felt like it was important for me to share that okay so remember i told you the whole story about ned and ariel ned being the try guys guy that cheated on his wife, Ariel. Well, of course, all these like old podcasts of theirs are like digging up and stuff. And I just thought it was an interesting note that um, Ned was a Gemini and Ariel is a Scorpio. And in case you're not a loyal listener of the podcast and and don't remember when I first started dating Scotland, um, I like the first night I was over, I was like, oh, let's look if our zodiac signs are compatible. And he was a Gemini and I am a Scorpio. And it was like, absolutely not. And I was like, ah. and then I heard this. And then the whole caption, of course, was like, Geminis and Scorpios are absolute no's. And I was like, OK, not saying that obviously he cheated on me. I truly believe in my core that that did not happen. Um, I would be very impressed with the time that he would have had with the sun to like pull off cheating on me, talking to me all the time. So I really don't think that happened. I just thought it was like I had a good like chuckle to myself like, oh, bitch. Uh, but okay. I obviously watched the Kardashians. So Monday when I got home, you know, my recovery day, I like balled up in my fluffy white comforter on the couch and turned on the Kardashians, which, you know, I love. And the only note that I left myself from watching the show was that Kim didn't know what Tornalini was. Did you all see this? So they're in, um, oh my God, I can't even remember where they were. I feel like it was Italy, but I can't totally remember. And Kendall's walking in the Prada show and Kim is there to like support Prada or whatever, do her thing. And they go to this Italian restaurant and she looks at the menu and she's like, what is, what is a tortellini? I'm like, fuck, bitch. Tortellini is not some like thing people don't know about. I used to see my favorite depression meal was they have a tour, had a tortellini, a pesto tortellini at Trader Joe's. It was like one of the dry pastas. So I would eat that with chicken apple sausage and pesto sauce. I still that is still my depression meal. However, they stopped making the goddamn tortellini and I'm super upset about it. So I don't know like who is sleeping with who at Trader Joe's that can maybe get me this pesto tortellini back. But it was like a top 10 depression meal for me. Numero uno. And you've got to have your meals. So very upset about that. Um, and then Okay, this is a short, a little short one, but I just, it was so juicy I had to share. So I was on TikTok, of course. Shocker. Uh, And Joshua Bassett popped up on my For You page. Now, if you don't know who Joshua Bassett is, Joshua Bassett plays, played um, a character uh, on High School Musical, the musical, the series. His character played Troy Bolton from High School Musical on High School Musical, the musical, the series. And, you know, historically is the center of all of Olivia Rodrigo's iconic album, Man Hate Fires. And so there's this thing on TikTok where like you can tap the screen, it will give you a letter. And a lot of people are like, my soulmate's name starts with any tap. So he did that. He taps it and it's an O. It's a motherfucking O. Like, Olivia 
hello and oh my god and then the look on his face he's like oh and then he just does it again and gets a cue and he's like the for the the letter of my soulmate and then he posted it like this unhinged motherfucker i was absolutely obsessed listen when celebrities like poke fun at themselves i live for it i absolutely live for it like i cannot be upset about this at all i thought it was absolutely hilarious 10 out of 10 for me on joshua uh, I, I think it was it was so great. It was so, so, so funny. Crossing in to the Ask Ashley question of the week. So I got asked a question. And by the way, just to lead us in, you know, you can ask any question you would like on the Ask Ashley segment. You can go to my Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. And uh, in the link in my bio, you can ask an anonymous question on there that I will answer here on um, the Ask Ashley segment. You can also um, email me directly on the on my website at ashleysleek.com. I think that's all the things that you need to know. But what I was asked about was how I felt that the uh, stages of grief applied to my breakup, which I thought was super interesting because I thought about this a lot last week after, you know, being really open and talking about, you know, how I felt about finding, you know, Scotland's Bumble profile. And I have to say, I was super nervous, obviously, when I did that. And uh, like while I was doing it in the next in like the evening. But when I woke up the next morning, I honest to God felt so motherfucking empowered and I felt like, you know, I really I, I didn't think I said anything like obviously mean because I don't want to be mean. But I did feel like I felt like I took a little bit of the power back on my own podcast of like being so worried about what I can say and what I can't say. And it's like, you know what, this is this is my podcast. Like, you know, like I said last week and also, you know, I I wasn't being nasty or anything. And it was ge- my genuine reaction. So anyways, um, I was kind of thinking about that because so. If you don't know, the stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, uh, hello, bargaining, depression and acceptance. So I believe that there is a survival and recovery phase to each of these. So when this question was asked, I was like thinking about this last week and I was like, perfect. I want to talk about this. So for me in my breakup, my order and I think I hit like four, almost four. I went with denial then depression, then anger and going for acceptance. So I believe that each of those phases, so I'm going to just talk about those four. I believe each of those phases have a, has a survival and recovery phase in there. And this is what I mean by that. Okay. So for example, denial in my survival phase of denial, I was doing literally whatever it took to just make it through the day. So I was in mad motherfucking denial that we were broken up. I honest to God was like, he was just stressed. He's going to change his mind, blah, 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 blah. So then when he would text me and all these things, I was like, OK, like it's it, it's making me feel better right now to text him back. So I'm going to do it right. So I was just like, whatever was going to get me through the fucking day without crying. So then on the second half of that, in in my denial phase of recovery, I that's when I was like, we can't talk anymore. Like, I just, we can't do it. Like, I, I know that I am aware that I think that we're going to get back together and this is making it worse. So in order to recover from my denial, I need to stop talking to you. 
if that makes sense. So like, you know, it's the healing process. So for my depression, which I hit next was just like the absolute sadness. I feel like my denial and depression kind of just went hand in hand. They switched off because there were so many times of like, okay, we're not going to talk anymore. And then we were talking like I did not handle that part very well at all. And it took a lot for me to get to the point where I was like, no, I'm like, we're getting blocked. We're done. Like it's, it's too much, you know? Cause like we were talking months and months and months after the breakup and it was killing me. And you know, it wasn't like I was expressing that, but it wasn't changing. And so I needed to take like good steps towards that. And that kind of led into like the depression sadness piece. So like in my, you know, survival stage of depression. You know, this is when I was kind of doing a couple things that, you know, I didn't really want to, which uh, were like isolating. And then if I was talking, I was like talking on Bumble. So, you know, I've talked a lot about in the last couple months how it was really important for me to not do Bumble when I, you know, wasn't ready for it. And that's because when I was in my depression stage, I was doing it and it just felt wrong. It just felt weird. And then it's really hard when you like get rejected and you're in your depression stage. But, you know, it was one of those things where, like I said, when you are in survival mode of one of these phases, it's like whatever you can do to get yourself out of bed and get through it. So for me, it was like a lot of isolation. I didn't want to talk to anybody. And if I wanted to talk to someone, I wanted validated feelings that like I could move on. Right. And so then when I'm in my healing part of that and the healing part of the depression was when I started talking about my depression. That's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell people that I'm hurting. I'm not going to hold it all in. I'm going to call my friends. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to cry on the phone. You know, I'm going to cry in their house. I'm going to cry into a glass of wine. It's like it's not like any of my friends are surprised to see me cry. I can do that shit all the time, you know, but it was like crying with other people or just, you know, talking it out or just, you know, not necessarily you know, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out like why, you know, even though I was like told why I got broken up with, it was still like, okay, but what happened? Like what triggered this? Like did this lead to this? And it, and, and my therapist, you know, our boy Andrew constantly talks about how I always am trying to find like the solution, which like sometimes there isn't one. And, you know, so it was less, I was trying to be less about figuring out why the breakup was happening, which I was you know, that was in my denial stage of like, but what happened? And more about this is how I'm feeling. And I just need to get these emotions out. And that, you know, so then in anger, which I think is where I was in last week a little bit, it was like a recovery anger. But let me I'll get to that. because let's start with survival anger. Survival anger is all about making that person the villain. It truly is. It truly is. It's like, it is a little bit easier to get over somebody when you're mad at them, because you're like, F you, my life was better without you. You know what I mean? And so when you're in that anger phase, you know, it's easier to be like, I'm pissed off. And, you know, like I am just going to have all of this anger towards this person. You know, I mean, we weren't really talking at this point, so I didn't call and scream at him or anything like that. I was just like in my own head, like, just so mad and willing to like say whatever. And, you know, and even on the podcast, I think, you know, I, I, before, I think when, when I got in trouble, that's when I was like in my survival anger phase where I'm like, no, this fucking pissed me off, blah, blah, blah. And it, it didn't have like a very 
good solution at the end. I was just fueled with rage. And then I think in my recovery of anger was knowing that like, it's okay for me to be mad about certain pieces of what happened. Nothing about the relationship made me mad. The after parts really upset me. And it's okay to, you know, know that he's not like this horrible villain, but that these things hurt me. And it's okay that I'm mad about them, but I'm not going to let that anger like run my life anymore. You know, so in in my little survival mode, it was, er, you know, I was just like it was it was loud anger. And then, you know, in my recovery, I think last week getting to talk about it was kind of me transitioning from survival to recovery. In my opinion, it was, you know what? I feel like this upset me and I have the right to voice that, but I want to voice it in a way where I'm not like, fuck this guy. It's more like, hey, this happened, this hurt and I'm mad about it. But it was important for me to to express it and then move on. And acceptance is one of my favorites, you know. So like when you're in survival mode of acceptance, it's kind of like, you know, this this to me is like where the phase that I'm at is in survival mode of acceptance. I think I'm, you know, moving past anger. And I think it's knowing that like when you're when you're surviving in acceptance, it's like, hey, I might still feel all these other things. And, you know, I need to figure out how to like deal with them. And I might have spurts, you know, and it's okay that I'm still angry. But, you know, I I think I'm ready to accept that it was the relationship was what it was and I'm ready to move on. And then I think the recovery of acceptance is a place that we all can't wait to get to in a breakup, which is what Taylor Swift so lovingly said. It isn't love. It isn't hate. It's indifference. It's like, oh, yeah, which is exactly what she says. She put it so perfect. She put it so goddamn perfectly, which like is not surprising from our girl. But, you know, you get to the point where you're like, yeah, there were things that happened and whatever. Like for me with Jimmy, I'm in this. It felt so nice. It's like if people bring him up, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't make me angry. I think if I saw him, it wouldn't bother me. It doesn't make me angry. There was a lot of recovering to do. There was a lot of shit that he did that really fucked my ass up for a while. But, you know, now I'm I look back on it and I'm like, you know what? We were young. We weren't right for each other. And I'm so glad that we dated. And I'm so glad even for how long it was, you know, which, you know, I I say not jokingly, like, honestly, like that relationship had been over for a long time and I was fighting to keep it. And I'm glad that I did that because I learned so much and I'm so grateful. He was my first like long, serious relationship. And I am so glad it was with him. You know, I got really lucky and I'm, I feel just nothing, but like, I can say memories about him now. Like I'll talk with like friends about things that he did. I'm like, you know, Jimmy was good for that. Like, you know, even I was just talking about like the pizza and things like that. And like, it's not like, oh, I miss him so much. It's just like, you know, that was fun. There were parts of it that weren't horrible and there were parts of it that were horrible, but either way, it was just something that it was just a memory at this point. And like, I'm thrilled to get to that place. I feel like I am getting there. I think right now I'm just kind of in my survival acceptance of like, okay, like, you know, I have to think about it. I think that's the difference when I right now with Jimmy um, in, in this phase, like I don't have to mentally be like, no, you're we're good. It's just like, I feel good. But now in with Scotland in this like, 
recovery acceptance. Like, you know, I just have to remind myself, like, we're okay. Like, it's all good. And I think this is totally a great time for me to be dating and moving on. I feel really good about it on days that I don't. I don't do it. But, you know, I think it's it's good. So to longly answer the question, this is how I feel about the stages of grief and how they apply to a breakup. And I think it's important that, you know, in these survival modes, you know, we let ourselves kind of do things that as long as they're not hurting you or hurting anybody like, you know, we do these things to make ourselves kind of get through it, help us get through it. And then we can get to the into the uh, recovery. And I know you you just want to like get there so bad because I feel it. I did. And that, this is where I kind of fucked up in the beginning with Scotland was I tried to move on so quick. because I didn't want to. I was like, I don't want to go through the phases. I just I just don't. I just can't like I just thought this was going to be it for me. And I just don't I don't want to go through the phases. And um once I got past that and I went through them, now I feel a lot better. And I think that you will, too. So my my biggest advice about breakups and the stages is to just let yourself go through them. And there were so many people who said this to me and I was like, I know, but like, I don't want to, you know, like I was just a fucking brat, like whatever, you know, and uh, I, I'm glad that I I'm glad that I eventually I tuned in, listened and now I'm on a good path. Hi, friends. So it's fall. And as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy. And I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting me there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie. Literally, I just put my hair up in it. I do a little work and then I go and blow dry and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life. My ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is so wonderful. And also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase and they just debuted a sage green one. So if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. I'm very happy to report that this round of LA, I did not end up, you know, bumbling in a bar and going home to some random guy's place and then getting kicked out. That did not happen. It was very casual. So, you know, I don't have the, you know, the the crazy wild stories of Smashley down in L.A. She was just having a little relaxing chipperoni. OK, we're letting her have it. However, I do have a little bit of dating stuff to talk about. Not too much. So right now I'm like I said, I'm I'm she's working on moving on. I've been swiping. Uh, obviously, the struggles I have is that I just fucking suck with keeping up. I definitely fell back into and I'm super bummed about this. I was doing so well on texting and I just totally dropped off the fucking face of the planet. I have like I think I'm at 90 right now. So I need to get my ass together. But um, it's really a goal like tonight. You know, I think I'm going to really like get back to people and I feel so bad about it. But I just I don't know. I was in a I was in a mood. So that also went for bumble and stuff like i'd start a message and then i just disappear and i'm like bitch you can't you're not a ghost stop ghosting and you don't want to be ghosting so don't ghost people uh so anyways i've been back on bumble talking to a few peeps but i i realized that i would like to add a segment 
to this dating situation. And it's like the worst dating bios that I've seen, which I know that like I've talked about some of these, but I'm making it a hardcore segment now because it's going to help me get through. And unfortunately, I don't have a lot because I didn't do too much swiping. However, there was one that just like stood out and I was like, this is what's going to make this a segment. The person said, I swipe left more than I swipe right. And for those of you who are very happy in relationships and haven't in a long time and never had a bumble, congratulations. What that means is a swipe, um, a swipe left is no. So they're like, um, I say no more than I say yes. So you should feel honored if I swipe right on you. And it's like, fuck off, dude. By the way, all these dudes that say shit like this look the same. It's like cut off T gym pick. And you're like, no, it's like, what are you compensating for by telling me that you go to the gym? It's like, I'm not interested. Speaking of that, by the way, a lot of my matches recently have been people that in their bios, they're like, I work out a lot, you know, which normally I just skip those people. But I was like, OK, it's in everyone's fucking profile, so I have to do it. But I'm like, I'm shocked because most of them don't swipe back on me because, first of all, I don't talk about that. I don't necessarily look like I work out. However, as we learned last week, apparently I do now. Little do they know that I was like fucking manhandling a corn dog last week and a couple churros. So and not working out. So I don't know what to say there. And then it's like, what do you want me to tell you that all I do for workout is hot girl walks? Like, I don't. I'm proud of it, but like, don't shit on me, you know? Uh, also, okay. So as everybody knows on the podcast, hopefully, because I talk about it a lot, I am a huge Ted Lasso fan. I was literally watching it last night to calm down while I was like doing my Bobo K. I'm like, we're going to do the Bobo K. We're going to put on Ted Lasso and we're going to like handle our shit. Right. So, okay. So on the show, one of, in the second season, one of the big things is that Keely um, partners with this dating app called banter. And basically the premise of the dating app is that you're talking to someone like anonymously, like you don't see their profile. I think like their profile is just like a description, but there's no pictures. So then you're just like messaging somebody right without knowing what they look like. Well, to promote Ted Lasso, Bumble paired up and they're doing like a banter night. So on Thursday, you can like sign up for this event. I click sign up a few times, but like I don't know if I'm signed up because I never got like confirmation, but I felt like because I'm a Ted Lasso fan and obviously we do anything for the podcast, I had to try this. So what they're going to do is you can talk to someone for three minutes without seeing their profile and then they're going to like share their profile with you. So like, OK, on so many levels, this is scary, right? First of all, and my biggest concern is what if someone gets showed my profile and then they stop talking to me, right? Like that's got to be... Such a rejection. It's kind of how that guy felt. Remember when I tried to date the guy that just sent me a random text by accident and then I saw his Instagram and then I was like, no, you know, like I didn't respond to him and then he like panicked, but then he was like mean about it. So I wasn't going to give him a chance. Anyways, all that is to say, what if I get rejected like that? I mean, it will be good for the podcast, but goddamn. And then on the flip side, what if the opposite happens to me? And then I get their profile and I'm like, not my type, you know, because there is a level of like attraction you have to have. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not on the hunt for Zac Efron in any way, shape or form, but it's got to be someone you're like, ooh, I am interested. Um, so anyways, I am going to I'm going to try this. I feel like I can't wait to report back. Hopefully I did get signed up for it. So my Thursday night, you know, I'm going to be at home with my parents. So I hope my mom's ready to open a bottle of wine and us first to do some banter. Like, isn't that so fun? I had to do it. You know, I'm a Ted Lasso fan. Be a goldfish. 
Uh, okay, so I'm going to wrap it up here because, you know, I got to get my ass to work this morning uh, and talk about my I'm sorry what moment of the week, which also has to do with Bumble. Listen, when you're on the dating apps, it becomes your whole world, right? I mean, we try not to let it be, but like it is what it is. So Bumble sends the most notifications of any app that I've ever had. And, you know, I keep them on because I want to know if somebody's messaged me or if I get a new match. Because like, hello, even though my ass will not respond for like three days because she sucks. Anyways, I want the notifications on. However, they send you so much. And some of them are like kind of funny. It's like, oh, this bee knows you're buzzing. Like, come swipe on Bumble, you know. But then they'll send you one and be like, uh, you've got 57 more likes. Like, go on your page and swipe away. Because if you pay for Bumble, I think you can see who swipes on you. I don't pay. Um, my dad sent me this article once or a podcast that I haven't listened to. And it was all about, like, why you should pay for dating apps. And, like, don't even sit there and be snarky with me. We all know my dad's involved in my goddamn dating life. He thinks if I go back to school or join some sort of painting class and or acting class and I'll find a man. So, like, we already know. Uh, so, anyways, I, am, I, I haven't paid yet. So, I'm getting these Bumble notifications. And as of recently, Bumble is sending me notifications that's like, you've got two new likes. Go return them. Do we have to? Do you have to tell me that? Like in the beginning, it's like you're getting 27, 57. I don't know why I'm obsessed with sevens right now, but it's like a large number. Like, I'm sorry, what? I don't even know that two people liked me today. Bumble, skip that notification. Send me the one about one time they sent me and which was like way too personalized. It was like, it's wedding season coming up. Like, find your forever, start swiping to find your forever wedding date. And I was like, oh my God, she knows me so well. But no, I'm like, Send me one of your little quirky ones at that point. If you need to send me five notifications a day, they don't need to be that you have two new likes. Bumble's out here trying to humble me out. And listen, I'm in my queen era. It is fall. I do not. I will be humbled in November like when Christmas starts. OK, let me be a cocky ass motherfucker and think that I have 100 likes Two. Nobody needs to know that. No, Bumble, nobody needs to know. <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I love you all very much. Um, enjoy the fall season, baby. There's only a couple more episodes in October. You know what's super fun, by the way, is that I know I've said this before, but I will never get done entire talking about my birthday. But my 30th birthday falls in a, on and I'm sorry what Wednesday this year. And I just feel like the stars aligned on that one. So I'm really excited for that. Only a couple more Wednesdays till that happens. I think literally one, actually, if I'm thinking about it now that I'm saying it out loud. So very excited about that. Um, enjoy yourselves today. Be yourselves. Say whatever you want to say as long as it's not hurting anybody. And um, yeah, get on those apps, girl, if you're single. Let's do it. I love you so much. Okay, bye.